Hi everyone, it's me, Rachel McDonald, your host in this, the podcast series, Talks with Tia. And in this podcast, I try to talk about things that directly affect us and our local and regional educational landscape. I am, of course, an educator by profession and by passion and love with about 25 years experience in this industry and I think the time has come for me to pull together with all of you stakeholders and really advance the conversations a little bit more from just mere talk but towards greater advocacy and real-time action. So sometimes advocacy and action relies on an understanding of the realities that affect us directly and indirectly. And today I want to share a few realities of our children that I see play out time and time again. So the first one I want to share is the story of Little Miss. So, you know, in the last maybe two, three weeks, we've had, well, extremely severe weather. We've had major torrential rains from Tropical Storm Eon, and we've had a trough here and there. So it's been raining a lot. And Little Miss is a little girl. Well, I shouldn't say little girl. She's a primary-aged student who is literally taunted by extreme weather. She literally suffers from, sorry, there's a helicopter flying over. I'm sorry, it just distracted me for a little bit. But little miss is a woman that, a little woman that undergoes extreme anxiety every time rain falls. Why? Because her little, much younger next door neighbor, on his way home from school one day, um, literally washed away and died. Or rather, was washed away and died. And she used to babysit this little boy and she is forever afraid, freaked out, overwhelmed, anxious every time rain falls. Now, you know, in Jamaica, the rain tends to fall in the afternoons on your way home or when it's time to go home. Little Miss continues to get a string of bad words hurled at her every time she gets home late from her granny because she must be laying on her journey or the traverse home but she literally stops in that bus stop and is almost struck by fear every time the rain starts because she just worries that it will happen to her or it will happen to another member of her community and that fear literally paralyzes her it paralyzes her to the point that in her afternoon classes once she hears the thunder and sees the gray clouds she cannot focus and she cannot concentrate and This is unbeknownst to her grandmother. This is unbeknownst to the teachers um, that she has to interface with. And they just cannot seem to understand why her energy and attention is elsewhere. So you know what they do? They cuss her. They blame her. They string um, words at her and to her, spew words at her. And, you know, that, that helps us go nowhere. And I said this to say that if we understood Little Miss's reality, we probably would react to her differently. We probably would offer support to her differently. And things wouldn't necessarily play out like that. So that's Little Miss. 
We have another story, or the other story of a young man who, again, this is a weather-related reality. So I'm sharing the weather-related realities because it's been we've had severe cases of extreme weather recently. So this is a young high school student now that you know he's done everything his mother has told him to do she herself has worked assiduously she's made sure that he has the uniform to go back to school she has struggled and bought every single thing on the book list that the school teachers and administrators say him need to have in order to guarantee his success so you know what happens he takes telling he's one of the few students to take telling you know, his mom says, go to school, go study a book, not take up with no bad company. And he literally sits in class, takes his note because his mother is one of the few that have bought all the notebooks and pens and pencils and everything. So here is this amazing young man full of promise, taking notes, listening in class, engaging positively, doing everything that he needs to do and that society tells him he needs to do in order to guarantee his success. And guess what happens last week? Last week on his way home from school, he bucks up into hardcore weather, rain again, and his school bag gets completely soaked. And in getting completely soaked, you know what happens to all his books, including the notebooks? They too become drenched. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a notebook with notes, especially with pen written notes, what happens to it and how it looks when the rain drenches it. Well, it now becomes like a sketchpad of art because all those letters join into each other and you can't decipher what was written from what you think might have been drawn. So, you know what happens to him? He gets absolutely frustrated. He can't do any homework, right? Despite trying to dry out the books, he can't do any homework. And he has no other opportunity to reconnect all of what he has done for the past one month. And his mother has no more money left to go and replace those books and buy new ones because she literally busted her behind to give him everything. So you know what happens to him? He decides to just go down on the corner and play with the other young youths and just have a game of ludi. Those other young youths don't take work seriously. They have literally picked up what you say and what you refer to as badness. There goes his opportunities. And I share these two realities today because we're quick to jump. We're quick to assume that these children don't have any manners and they respond the way they respond to us because them don't know better. It's always not like that. You know, we are not always privy to what they're going through, right? We don't know half of the stories. And what I want us to begin to do as educators is to start practicing what we tell these children that we need to do or that they need to do. Practice what you preach. So the first thing we tell everybody is pay attention, pay attention. But truth be told, how often do we pay attention? How often do we really look and see what is happening to these students? Why is little miss... Why is little Mrs. Energy changing in the afternoon, but it's not like that in the morning? Have we ever stopped to, to analyze what may be going on? Have we ever stopped to even say, little miss, come here. What's going on? Are you okay? Right? Have we ever stopped to praise that young man and say, I'm so proud of you. I saw you going hard. 
literally hard for the first month of school. I, I, I appreciate that and I'm so proud of you. What, what's happening? Where are your books? Where did your books go? How come you're not ready for class? Right? We need to pay attention to the different clues that are evident and that present themselves in our spaces on a daily basis. Now, I'm not by any means at all saying that that is easy because it certainly is not. But we have to become a lot more mindful of what may be going on, right? And extend sympathy, empathy, compassion accordingly. You know, yesterday, a couple of my teachers from a rural school called me. And I get, I get messages like this on a daily basis. And the teacher was saying, boy, you know, Rachel, we were just coming out of school. And, you know, there was a student at the gate with the security and there was an altercation. And I was giving a teacher a ride into town. And there's other student was acting up. He was not involved in the altercation. But the student, the teacher was trying to tell the student to just dial it back, dial it back. And before you know it, the student cussed off the teacher um, and, and, you know, I just couldn't bother come out of the car. I just make him go on. So I said, okay. Um, okay. So I repeated what he had shared. This is the male teacher. And he said, yes. I said, okay. So let me ask her a question. He's like, but, it, but that student is wrong. He's wrong. He's rude. He's rude. He's out of order. I said, yes, fair enough. I said, well, I'm kind of happy that you did not jump in and escalate the situation because as educators, our role is always to de-escalate the situation. But tell me something, the other student that the teacher was encouraging to, 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 to just kind of remove himself from the situation, how did that teacher relay that to the student? All of a sudden, he said, well, you know, maybe that teacher could have said it differently. And that's exactly it. That teacher could have said it differently, right? Shut up your mouth. Come out. You, you can't speak to people's children like that. Children are human beings. You don't want anybody speaking to you like that. So don't take it upon yourselves to talk down to other people, adult or child, right? Respect begets respect. And, you know, we don't know what sort of triggers that situation may have had on the second student. You know, sometimes we just don't know. And again, you know, sometimes our children who need the most help ask for it in the most discerning ways. So I say that to say perspective matters again and an understanding of the realities that affect each and every one of us is critical as we begin this reimagination of education and this transformation on a whole of education. And as I close, I want to just remind you that we don't often always or always need to come up with some out-of-the-box idea to fix a situation. We need to just look at what we're telling our students to do. And the lesson from today's um, podcast is to just pay attention. We tell them all the time, just pay attention. Be on the lookout. Look for clues. Look for hints. Look for red flags. Right? Just pay attention to what presents itself to you and in your space. Educator friends and stakeholders in this landscape, please feel free to message me. I am available um, on all social media platforms. My handle is Talks with Tia. I am also available via email, lovetalkswithtia at gmail.com. And as always, I look forward to hearing from you and I value our conversation so much. So until next time, blessings. Bye.